Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, and I'm joined by... That's right, Drake Hills, a new co-Titans beat writer, of course. So the, the terminology is still coming new to me, but uh, I will be covering the Titans for you here for the rest of the 2020 season. Yeah, we uh, we, we miss Eric Bacharach here. Um our former Titans beat writer is headed to grad school in his uh, Columbia at that Columbia and in his native New York. And uh, congrats to him on that. So today, Drake was the first game without Eric and it didn't go very well for the Titans. Uh, the Cleveland Browns get a 38 to seven halftime lead, go on to beat the Titans 41 to 35 and uh, just not a very good day uh, for the Titans there, Drake. What, what, what was your take on this? And the, the interesting part about it, Gentry, is the battle in itself. When you think about the, the Browns, you're talking Nick Chubb and you're talking Kareem Hunt. You're talking the best rushing attack on average over a little, little over 161 yards on the ground per game leading the NFL. And, yeah, sure, I mean, Nick Chubb got his 80-plus yards on the ground, but it was really about Baker Mayfield. And that was the surprise for me, thinking, okay, well, the Browns was the team that had the injuries in the secondary. They did not have Denzel Ward. They did not have Ronnie Harrison. They had three actual starters uh, being ruled out for this game. And it was ironic that the Titans were the actual secondary that had the most trouble in Baker Mayfield going out there and passing four teddies in the first half. <laughs> and the fun fact, of course, is the whole auto autogram uh Oh, record book. No Browns quarterback has passed for four touchdowns in the first half or in a game for the Browns since Otto Graham in 1951. And so that was the biggest take for me was this flip-flop narrative going from thinking that the Titans secondary would probably be able to handle Jarvis Landry, Richard Higgins, and Donovan, Donovan Peoples, but it ended up being the opposite. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Browns were a team that came into this looking to prove a point, and they proved it. Uh, this was an eight and three team that wasn't getting a lot of respect. You know, people kind of looked at their schedule and thought that uh, they they hadn't really played anybody, and the good teams they played had, had beaten them pretty bad. And there just wasn't there was always there was a kind of belief out there that the Cleveland Browns were eventually going to be the Cleveland Browns. Uh, not today. I mean, they they absolutely were ready to play this game. They they viewed it um, as as a I, I think a way to to get respect. Meanwhile, you know the, the Titans weren't ready at all to play this game. They they played really well the last couple of weeks, but to see what happened Drake in the first half was just it, it was embarrassing for the Titans, quite honestly. And I can't remember a time in my couple of years covering this team 
you know, they've been beaten. They've been games they didn't play very well, but I haven't really ever seen them get overwhelmed and just humiliated like they did in the first half of this game. Defensively, they just, they weren't even close, and it, it, it looked for a while as though the Browns could name their score in this game. It got better in the second half. The Titans fought back. We know that about this team. They don't quit. They'll keep fighting, but it was really a hollow achievement in this game. This game wasn't anywhere near as close as the final score would say that it was and for the titans you have to wonder now how alarming is this for a team that really had started to play some pretty good football the last couple of weeks and then today they just get 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 slapped down in the first 30 minutes and it's just to to a surprising extent and hope was really lost in that first half and you you talked about the defense and how they pretty much buckled down both, you know, whether it was Higgins, uh, whether it was Landry, even Chubb. I mean, it seemed as if not only were they buckling down, but even the Titans' best offensive weapons, Derrick Henry fumbles in the first half. A.J. Brown fumbles to end the first half. And then, of course, fumbles again in the third quarter, although Michael Pruitt had scooped that and scored. But even those that could have saved the day or at least kept the Titans in the game within a two touchdown radius were also slipping up as well. Yeah. I mean, this was the afterwards in this, this was the kind of deal where, you know, nobody could feel really good about this game. Derrick Henry was critical of his own performance, you know, fumbling early in the game. That was, that was a big, that was his first of the season. First fumble of the season for Derrick. I mean, it's amazing considering how often he touches the ball that that's, that that's the cat that really is is amazing you know aj brown had issues with it too they were they were just sloppy the titans weren't sharp even when things started going their way in the second half they still weren't very sharp and you know what look you're gonna have some weeks like that in the nfl it happens this wasn't their day you know they were getting some calls going against them early that just just all all game it just didn't feel like it was going to be the titans day but I think the issue that concerns you probably more than anything else is uh, this is a team that has been very good at responding to adversity all season. They, they pride themselves in that and things started to go against them in the first half and they, and and they crumbled. They, 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 they didn't fold because they came back in the second half, but, but they allowed it to get much worse before it started to get better. And I think that that speaks straight to the fact that, Whatever the issues have been defensively all season for the Titans, they they may have been eased at times, but they haven't been fixed. And, and I think three three quarters of the way into the season, I think it's unrealistic to expect that they're they're going to get much better defensively with some of the injuries they have on that side of the ball. Yeah, there were a couple of things that I wanted to point out in that regard. Obviously, Jadavian Clowney, you know, reportedly being out for the rest of the season, that's going to be. Uh, a big impact, although he was not the Jadavian Clowney that I think you and I have seen in his Pro Bowl years, uh, whether with the Texans, even when he was uh, with the Seahawks for a little while. He didn't, when he was in a Titans uniform, he did not seem to have the biggest of impacts. But certainly in a game like this where Baker Mayfield is sitting in the pocket and the only green grass stains that he's having, he's getting on his jerseys, was from him sliding to convert first downs. And there was no pressure from the likes of, you know, Jeffrey Simmons or Harold Landry or uh, David Long, anyone. There was not from the front seven. There wasn't much pressure on on Mayfield. And he was able to, whether it be, of course, on those third down conversions, you know, where they convert, I think, some 65 percent 
um, versus the Titans. You know, I went think the Titans went two for ten on third down. You know, that that's certainly not going to be a good thing to look at because you know in, in December this is going into my second point, which is so we saw what happened with the Saints last year and how close that game was and how you know Drew Brees and, and Malcolm Thomas they really needed to have some pretty strong games, but we also saw how the Titans had had responded to adversity against the Bucks, against the Chargers, obviously going down later in the stretch in December. And we all know what happened with Derrick Henry having the stint that he had in December last year. You know, of course, you know, this it just seems a little bit different, though, because the problems, as you said, are not necessarily getting fixed. But not only are the problems not getting fixed, they seem to be growing. And that, that Titans secondary seems to be letting up um, yardage and, and, num- and giving up numbers that they probably shouldn't have. And sure, uh, the Browns is not necessarily the most, you know, they're not necessarily the most overrated, but they certainly do have weapons with Landry. Higgins has shown that he can be somewhat of a spark. So I think going into these final few games, you know, you have, you go to Jacksonville now and you welcome Detroit. Not necessarily worried about Detroit, but you, you know, this Jacksonville side actually gave the Browns trouble last week. And so you don't know what's going to happen down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I get accused often of being too negative sometimes, being you know overly critical, uh, especially after the way the last couple of games have went. I- I'll admit at this point, Drake, I-, I am no good at forecasting what this team is going to do every week. It seems like here recently I I whiff on my predictions almost on a, in, in every game here. Got to have fun with them, Gentry. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I thought it, this is a team that is, you know, historically has kind of had a reputation for uh, – you know when they're, you know, winning when they're supposed to lose and losing when they're supposed to win, and and I think, the, you know, that's maybe shown up the last couple of weeks. But but I I do think I agree that this one felt a little different to me because this was the kind of game that, you know, I'm not saying this will happen to the Titans because I think they're a mentally tough team and I think they showed in the second half that they are. But th- this is the kind of performance that could cascade into subsequent games if you're not careful, because the, this wasn't a matter of just not playing well and losing at the end and just, you know, having an opportunity to get away. They were dominated. They, they were straight up whipped for about 30 minutes in this game. Like, I don't think I've seen the Titans have in a while have that happen. That's not the kind of thing that a team that's going to be legitimately formidable in the playoffs has happened against another team that's probably going to be in the playoffs. So I, 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 you know, the Titans, they say they're still eight and four. They have a couple winnable games ahead of them. Things are still out in front of them. I I, I think there's still a lot to play for this season, but I think they, you know, there was just an edge to this one that, that says that, you know, they're defensively in particular, they've had some issues and a lot of this stuff tended to catch up with them all at once. And the Browns were good enough to make it happen. And again, Drake, this wasn't Patrick Mahomes doing it. It was Baker Mayfield. You know, I guess that's the the negative part. <laughs> uh, you're going back to your own nature there. I don't think that you know Baker has uh, the pizzazz of maybe some other quarterbacks, but it showed that when you do have a Titans defense that performs the way it did tonight or this afternoon, rather, and any quarterback is going to be able to do some damage. It's just the fact of the matter is you know, Baker was able to have you know, good cahoots with his receivers, and there was a lot of deep pockets. It wasn't like, you know, you had Higgins or Landry or anybody having any spectacular catches. They were all open. 
every single receiver was open, whether it was over the middle, whether it was down the sideline, whether he was back, you know, throwing throwing the, the, the back to shoulder ball or was it, you know, out in front of him or was it right on the dime? Was it in a, a particular window? Was it downfield? Was it uh, a check down? Every throw worked for Baker in this game. And to be clear, though, this isn't a defense or an, even a Titans team in general that is going to be outplayed even if they do lose these games, even if they do, let's say they lose two games here on out. I don't think that this Titans team is going to be a team that absolutely gets dominated like this week to week. I think this was an outlier. With that said, and to that end, I will say that this will be a team that beats itself and sees itself falling out of winning the AFC South. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know about the Colts on that. That's that's where I would come in on that. I, yeah, I watched I, the, Col- the, the the Colts were not very good last week in Indy, so I think they're they're kind of a mess too. But that's what that would that, say to my point then, because I would say that then the Colts are not necessarily going to kind of put the most pressure on this Titans team to have the best record in these final few games. But I do think that if you play like this, you will have trouble with Jacksonville. Although I do think that they can, you know, get out of that with an excuse in a W, but it's not like Houston and it's not like Green Bay are going to be easy games either. But again, to my point, I think all the teams and all the, the remaining schedule that they have, I don't think that this team lacks in quality up against some of the other teams that they're going to be playing. I think this is going to be a final stretch of the season where this Titans team and specifically this Titan defense will beat itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and today, I guess, uh, I guess Baker woke up feeling real dangerous today because he sure was there. Oh, for, okay. you, you know, of course you <laughs> had to bring that one in. Huh? So, well, we should probably, right. we should probably wrap this up. But again, going back to the Browns though, I think I do, if I were to be a critic, I would agree. If you take a look at their schedule, yeah, they have the Ravens on Monday night football, but they've got, that's at home, by the way. They've got the Giants. They've got the Jets. How lovely. And then they've got the Steelers, of course, which is obviously going to be a pretty big one in Week 17. I don't know. It, it, it just seems as if, um, you know, a lot of the fortune and a lot of the luck came with Cleveland today. I, I don't disagree with that. I think there was some fortune in it, and I think they were certainly a lot more ready to play, and it's it's as we learn over and over with the Titans, it is week to week in the NFL. So who knows? <laughs> I agree with you, though. I think the game at Jacksonville won't be a gimme. It wasn't a gimme in week two. Jacksonville is, has been really, really good at playing teams right to the wire and not being able to beat them. If they if they are tanking, <laughs> and if they are tanking, they're doing a wonderful job of it. They're 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 hiding it quite well. Well, right, they well, they they drop the they lose by two against uh, this Cleveland team, and then they lose in overtime to the Vikings today. So, uh, you, I think you're right on par with that. <laughs> but uh, again, just looking, I think as we wrap this up, I, we certainly need to take a look at: Is Adoree Jackson ever going to come back for the Titans? Is he going to have you know some sort of a return like he did last year, where he was kind of around for the playoffs? But it was really the story of how. Bayard, Bacaro, and, and Logan Ryan were playing. Um, hence, Logan Ryan having the game that he did against New England. But this year, it seems like a little bit different. Will they get help? Will they have? Will they get healthy? And if not, you would have to think this Titans team will be in trouble going to these final few games. Yeah. 
All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Drake Hills, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.